men tend to be a little bit more protective of their mothers and, and women tend to be more protective of their fathers and, and vice versa. Men tend to be more critical of their fathers and, and women tend to be more critical of their mothers. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 49, and today I'm speaking with Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Lily. Do you remember meeting me once on an NPE Zoom call? I certainly do. Oh, you do? Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, I remember you, of course, because you were like one of the only men. I think you were the only man. <laughs> I, 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 I usually am on those calls. It's a little <laughs> nerve-wracking. I bet, and... And I don't know if I can bring this up, but you're actually, you're even hosting one of them today, aren't you? Correct. That is wonderful that you do this. Do you want to talk a little bit about what this call is that you do for NPEs? So um, I, I guess in part because of COVID, um, about March um, in the MP after the Discovery um, Facebook group, um, uh, the, the, um, administrator, Aaron, um, had set up a twice week, uh, zoom call as a way for people to connect, uh, a little more personally, uh, than just words on, on uh, a Facebook post. And, um, she's been hosting it, um, ever since. And we usually get up to about 12 callers at a time over a two hour period, twice a week. Uh, and we chat about anything. I mean, it, it, a lot of times people are um, revealing uh, uh, their challenges, their trauma, or their excitement. Um, but we then go into other things. Uh, um, it's just a good uh, a good forum uh, of people who have like experiences to to share and and um, connect. Yeah, it really is. I loved it. I've I've been in on them before, and again, you can find that through the after the discovery and uh, NPE NPEs only on Facebook. If anyone wants to look that up, I, I believe it might be on one or two other groups as well. I don't recall their names. Great. Okay, so I haven't heard your story. So give me. Um, let's. Go ahead and start at the beginning. Give me your family background, and we will take it from there. Okay. Um, I, I, I think let, let me begin in that um, my story is probably a, a little more typical of those who had good experiences. I didn't have a bad experience. Um, but what I like about my story, at least what everyone else tells me, it, it's a Funny, fun, interesting, adventure story, and and that's why I've agreed to to share it today, um, because there's so many different players, and and um, it's like uh, 
for lack of a, a better term, it's almost like movie material. So, so let me start. I'm the youngest of five. Um, a mother and father, uh, f- father Irish uh, American, mother uh, Italian, um, born in, in America but first generation. A uh, big age difference between uh, me as the youngest and um, the oldest uh, child, 18 years difference. In fact, the oldest, my sister, has a son about my age, about 10 months difference. And, and my nephew and I grew up almost like twin brothers. Um, my mother... Uh, my mother's family um, came to America from Italy uh, back in um, 1911, and a typical uh, immigrant situation. They struggled to establish themselves and do what they can. Uh, my gra- my mother's mother, my grandmother, had passed away at a young age. Uh, my mother was 13 at the time, uh, so that made it a little more uh, challenging for my mom in the way she uh, was raised uh, and who she turned to. My father, um, or my birth certificate father, uh, he um, came from a working class Irish family, uh, iron workers, and he was the youngest of four. And his mother died when just after he was born. Um, complications actually uh, from the uh, pregnancy. And his family blamed him as the reason for his mother's death. And she was someone that they all loved and cherished. And so he carried uh, that burden much of his life. And, and while I don't know this for a fact, I, I, I believe he had been very depressed uh, much of his life. Um, my parents met. Um, they got married during World War II. They started the family, and it was picture perfect. Uh, my sisters would get dresses made for them, and their birthday they would uh, ride a pony. And, and we lived in New York City. And, and so the stories that I heard were really cool. Um, but then things started getting rocky. I think my father, um, his depression uh, hit him hard. Uh, he started gambling, he started drinking, and often he would spend the entire paycheck. And that became challenging for my mother who was managing the family. Uh, eventually, um, his not coming home became more frequent and over periods of time, months. And so Eventually, my mother said, you know, next time you don't have a paycheck, don't come home. And that was about the time I was born. And this is at least the story I heard and what I was aware of when I grew up. So when I was born um, in in 1963 in um, New York City, um, my mother had kicked my father out. And um, there was I basically grew up in a single parent home. So. Well, I knew my father, I was not very close with him. Now, um, through the years, um, I would hear stories, stories about his family who I've never met. I would hear stories about my mother's family who I never met because they were all dead and buried. And so my life was based off of stories and I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Growing up also, I, I always felt, and, and I hear this from many, and, it, uh, and I believe 
it's easy to say it now, um, but I truly feel that I always was in deep in my heart there was something different, something different about me than anyone else in my family. Um, partly, I'm so much taller than everyone. Dramatically, I'm, I'm six foot three, and everyone in my family is average height, um, and I would tower over everyone. Um, there, there is a slight difference in, in looks, but we all look like my mother. She had very strong features. We all had my mother's features, but there was something different between us, and that was evident. Um, but it was never evident enough to really be suspicious. When I was about five, we had a um, a a significant event happened. Uh, we had a fire. Uh, we were living in a five-story apartment building, and the there was a fire that destroyed the entire building, and we lost everything. And we lost everything, including all um, baby pictures, family pictures, birth certificates, and all that. So there was no history there for me. Um, and, of course, at five, I, it, I didn't think much of it, and it's a time that I very much remember. Um, but, uh, later on, um, I, I guess I always resented, I didn't have that history. So in time I started to be curious and started to build a family tree. And as my mother was getting older, um, I was trying to get more information from her with regard to the family and, and to try to prove some of the stories that I've heard. Um, she had a cousin she would turn to often when she was in trouble and he happened to be a congressman, uh, a famous congressman, um, uh, and be- then eventually became infamous. Um, but, um, I never knew what that connection was and I wanted to know more about that. I wanted to know more about the family in Italy, but didn't know. Uh, so I tried, tried to build as best I could a family tree and only got so far. I actually built my father's tree because he had generations here in America and it was a little easier to uh, build. And we wound up about 15, 20 years ago connecting um, with his family. And it was the first time I actually connected with aunts and uncles that um, I really only heard about. That was really an interesting experience because um, we had a family reunion and I was the first on my family to walk in and everyone walked up and said, boy, you look exactly like your father. And that was the first time I ever heard it. And, um, now I, it's a, it's a laugh because he was not my father. Uh, so how could that, <laughs> that, that was just a falsehood right there. But I guess that's basically the, um, the background of, the curiosity I had, um, and in, in building, um, a family tree, just building it as a hobby. And I started around 2000, um, and just built on it routinely, um, things that I would find and all eventually, um, leading up to, um, I guess a little over two and a half years ago, walking in uh, a Walmart and seeing a display for 23andMe and, and thinking uh, how odd it was first to see that in the store because I never saw it in the store. 
and that it was cheaper than the price uh, um, that you hear. And I said, what the hell? Let me, let me do that. Uh, and uh, let me find out about the health information because I didn't have a lot of information about um, the medical side of the family because it was all stories. I didn't know uh, at what age people died and what they died of and all. So let me do that. I, I immediately do it that night. I'm sitting at home and um, then seeing the commercials for Ancestry and how it's connected to the tree. And since I've had the tree, I was like, well, why didn't I do Ancestry? So I ordered that as well out of curiosity. And it was just for the fun of it. Um, then I guess the six to eight weeks go by. Um, March 23rd. 2018. I remember the day distinctly. Um, I get the results and I was so excited. 23andMe came in and I was just fascinated. I've always been so fascinated about science and all. And I go into it and I look at all the health traits and the, the likelihood of this. And I just, uh, just thought it was very entertaining. And I saw it was 97% Southern European, 89% uh, Italian. And that was like the best gift ever, and it just just made a lot of sense to me. And I, I was I was on cloud nine. It was just uh, it it just seemed right, but it didn't seep in. Um, it was the next day. I'm going to work, and I work in Manhattan. And I'm on the subway, and all this information's going through my brain, and it's it's like. I'm, it, I, I can't explain the euphoria, the excitement of getting that that test, not because there was uh, any discoveries. I didn't realize there were. Uh, it was just fascinating, and, and I just loved the, the, that fascination. And as I'm exiting the subway, I remember each step up the staircase to exit, it started to dawn on me, wait, where's the Irish? There was no Irish. Wait, something's wrong here. My father was Irish, and I know he was Irish. Um, my last name is an Irish name. I get into the office, and I'm like, all right, this is weird. I call up my sister, one of my sisters, and I said, all right, I, I got the results, and it doesn't make sense. She's, she, like I've heard everyone else say, well, there must be an error. Um, and I had a laugh. No, this is DNA testing. There is no error. What is there a story? Is there something I don't know? Now, now I, I should preface this to say my mother passed away, um, 10 years ago. Uh, I guess it's 10 years. Yeah. 10 years ago, she was 92. Um, and, and so at that point, it, uh, it was eight years after her, her passing, um, and my sister, who I was talking to, she was the, the second oldest. At the time of my birth, she was 15. Um, and they said, come on, what do you remember at that time? She says, well, you know, mom and dad fought often. It was a very unsettling um, uh, family life. Um, and because he would drink often and he wouldn't have the money to pay the bills, which meant that she had to work to pay the bills and struggle. And so they, they fought often. So it wasn't uh, comfortable. And then he would disappear for periods of time. And so she wound up hanging with her friends and she had her boyfriends and everyone knew her boyfriends. 
And she started to think about the boyfriend she had. And there was one, this one gentleman that for a while was my mother's boyfriend that I knew of his name. And I, I've always heard my, uh, that, uh, that my mother had a relationship with this guy. Um, and I said, is that possible? She said, no, no, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. She said she had the other boyfriend, but, uh, and, and Lily, uh, I, I hope this is okay to say, but, uh, um, my sister said he was, he was an asshole. It, it can't be him. <laughs> um, and anything, anything is okay to say. Okay. All right. Um, that's the worst it'll get. And so, uh, I said, uh, all right, but I never knew, I never heard anything about him. And um, his name is Carmine, Italian man. Um, and I said, you're kidding. She said, yeah, he dated her for two years, actually lived with us um, um, just before you were born. And and he was a son of a bitch. Um, and it, it can't be him. It definitely can't be him. And and she she started thinking, and then she called my other sister, my oldest sister. Um, and my oldest sister, one of the challenges during this discovery was um, she was in um, a stage four breast cancer. And, and I did not know it, she was in stage four. She had been battling breast cancer for 19 years. And, and um, she, at this time, she was um, facing a lot of challenges. And so we were being protective of her and trying not to get her um, overly emotionally upset, et cetera. But um, she turned and asked her, and she couldn't remember uh, much because at that time, she was 18 at the time I, I was born. She had graduated high school and a month later married um, and uh, was living on her own. Um, with, with her new husband and was dealing with her own issues because it turned out her husband was physically abusive. Um, and so she had her challenges and, and didn't remember what life was like other than the trauma she was going through. So I was faced with, is it is it a situation in which they are still holding back the truth um, or do they really not remember what's going on and and i it could be either or the reality is that the facts are the facts and what's known i, I wasn't going to push it and there's no reason to push it um but i then got hit with a crisis identity and it was the weirdest feeling i ever had because i didn't know who i was and i I didn't know who my father was. Uh, I knew that the person who I thought was my father wasn't. And that was satisfying because I realized I never felt that he was my father, not just because he wasn't there. It, there was never really a connection. Um, and, and now I understood why, but, um, but I was lost and it was the weirdest thing sitting on the couch and just numb um, like, well, who am I and, and what happened? And then your mind uh, goes all over the place. And the, the first thing I did, and, and maybe this is something um, that, that is distinguished between men and women because we think differently and we 
we think about our parents in different ways. Um, men tend to be a little bit more protective of their mothers and, and women tend to be more protective of their fathers and, and vice versa. Men tend to be more uh, uh, critical of their fathers and, and women tend to be more critical of their mothers. For me, I became very protective of my mother in that I was very worried. I was worried that was it possible that maybe she was assaulted? Maybe this was not uh, a good situation. Um, and, and, and in part because my mother, and I had mentioned my mother's mother had died when my mother was 13. And so she became the matriarch of her family. And at 13, that must have been a big challenge um, during the Depression to uh, um, help take care of your family. I mean, I heard stories where they ate onion sandwiches because there was little uh, much um, else available at the time. They struggled big time. And there was a time she said that she had to lock her father in the kitchen because he would work, come home and get drunk and then look at her and her younger sister. And I don't know if he actually did any advances or my mother perceived he could, but she was always worried and protective of that. And, and she always educated uh, my sisters of being protective of themselves. And so I always worried that I worried at that point, um, did, uh, was my mother um, assaulted possibly? And, and, and that hurt a little bit thinking that that was possible, but then I'm like, well, but she, she could have had her friends and she had friends. And, and so what was the story and who, who could be my father? And worse is that person next to me, a relative on the train or whatever. It was just, it just blew my mind and it was weird. Well, I was very fortunate in that um, within two weeks of that initial discovery, getting the 23 me, I got the ancestry results and and between the two it helped me um um hone down um who my biological father was and 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 quickly that weekend i, I was able to discover it uh, there was a first cousin that popped up on the ancestry and i wrote to her and not like two minutes um uh i and, and basically i wrote to her saying I don't know who you are. I don't think you know who I am, but I think we're related and I don't know how. Um, and I'm just discovering all this. And all she did was give me her phone number. She said, call me. And I called her and she says, I, I think you're my brother's son. And um, she gave me a little information about him. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, but I didn't believe any of it. I didn't know what to believe. I didn't disbelieve it. I just, I just took it for what it was. Um, I, I then called my sister and I told her the information, and she says, "Hmm, that sounds like Carmine." Ask her if he had, if her, her, her um, I, her, her uncle. I said brother. It's uncle. Uh, if her uncle um, had a nickname because Carmine had a nickname, and his nickname was Cakey, like in uh, cake, a birthday cake. They called him Cakey. 
Um, and I said, all right. And I, I called up the, this new first cousin. I asked her, um, did, did your uncle have a nickname? Oh, yeah, yeah. His nickname was Kiki. And that kind of sealed it. And she said, oh, by the way, um, Carmine has a, a, a daughter and a son, so you have a brother and a brother and a sister. And so that meant that I'm not just the youngest of five, um, the youngest of five plus the youngest of three. Um, and eventually I, I uh, met them, uh, met their families, and uh, have had an amazing relationship with them. Um, but what was interesting in this discovery, I had people turn to me as uh, I was unfolding it, and I was very vocal and open about it. And they would say things like, you know, you shouldn't say anything because it doesn't make your mother look good. And in fact, you got to know my mother to realize, if anything, for her to have gone through what she went through and that she kept this information to herself. She been, she's been through a hell of a lot, and that was a very different time than now. I I really wish she was alive today so that I can say to her, you know, Mom, I'm sorry you felt the burden of not saying anything. It would have been great to be able to have celebrated what this was, um, but I understand. And, and I don't have that opportunity, but I do understand. And so I don't think ill of her having done that. What was also interesting in uncovering it, there um, there were a lot of other stories that were unraveling. And it wasn't just my story, um, which was just so fascinating. Um, before I found out who my father was, and, and when you get your results, uh, you get your um, uh, uh, the other people that have tested that are likely relatives. And I had a few people reach out automatically saying, well, can you tell me more about my story? They're a third cousin. And this one third cousin was um, adopted and he was had been searching all his life for his parents. He was left uh, on the uh, stoop of a hospital in New York City uh, with no information. And he was hoping by reaching out to me that I would have information for him. And, and unfortunately, I don't. Um, and there were others. Um, a cousin of mine, uh, my, uh, my mother's sister's son, uh, who I've always known was adopted, didn't know he was adopted. And he winds up doing the, the test. And he, an older gentleman, older than me. Uh, and the first thing that he discovered when, when he discovered he was also an MPE. Um, the first thought he had was there was a hor horrific uh, error at the hospital. It never crossed his mind that he was adopted. And, and what's interesting is he looks the spitting image of my uncle. So there was no reason to think him not to be his son. Um, but, um, he, at age 67, found out for the first time he was actually adopted and was able to find his, his birth parents. Um, but going back to my story, as I was uncovering and got the confirmation that Carmine was my father, um, I learned the story that Carmine had been married 
uh, had two kids, um, and was just not that the family guy. They're just definitely not the family guy at all. Um, Italian. Um, he he was uh, one of seven kids. Um, his uh, parents came from Italy, southern Italy, um, to New York and settled in New York. And um, let's just say that the family was typical New Yorkers doing, uh, Italian New Yorkers doing whatever they could, and a few of them were a little uh, connected um, uh, is probably the best way. Um, uh, One of my first cousins wound up being on the front page of the New York Post for murdering two people. Um, so that was an interesting discovery. Um, but another interesting discovery was that my father, it turns out my father had a best friend, my biological father. His best friend was Joey Hot Dogs. Um, what a name, right? Joey Hot Dogs. <laughs> I love it. It, it. Now, Joey Hot Dogs is Joey Hot Dogs because he sold hot dogs in the street of New York. He was also my oldest sister's boyfriend. After she got divorced, she started dating this guy, Joey Hot Dogs. And we all knew Joey Hot Dogs very, very well. And then they broke up. And years later, I would run into Joey Hot Dogs. Um, my brother had passed away. Joey would, would show up at, at my uh, brother's funeral. Here, not knowing that Joey Hot Dogs was the best friend of my father, my biological father, um, so during this discovery, um, when we were trying to piece everything together and I'm sitting with my sisters and we're looking at the DNA results and they're telling me the stories they remember from so long ago. Um, my sister says, I got to call Joey. Um, it's been like 30, 40 years. And I, I said, but is he living in the same place? She's like, Joey never moved. He has the same phone number and she remembered his phone number and she called him and lo and behold, he was there and he confirmed all the information. He always knew. He always knew I was Carmine's son um, and just never said anything. Um, that was just really freaky for me to, to know that and have interacted and, and knowing that these other people knew about it and it was a story they didn't uh, uh, say. Um, freaky, not in a bad way. It was just different. It was odd. It was surprising. Um, but it all made sense. It, there were just so many interconnections that were amazing. And it really was amazing. Um, the other thing I, 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 Joey, um, sold hot dogs out front of, um, silver cup studios, in New York, um, Silver Cup used to be a um, um, bread factory uh, in the section of New York City that I lived in Astoria, uh, and he had his hot dog stand, and and it was one of the busier areas, so that's why everyone knew him. Um, and he would serve um, on a lot of the film productions that happened in Silver Cup. Well, one of them was, um, or yeah, was the show The Sopranos. Now, I like to think that he was connected with them with regards to something that happened on one of the shows. I don't know if this is a fact, but it's just interesting. So, um, Joey Hot Dogs actually um, 
I was given a gift by the producers of The Sopranos um, uh, at one point. Um, he was on Rachel Ray show. He was on the New York Times as an actual full article about him. Um, so he, he's just this iconic individual. And um, knowing my father, Carmine, and some of his background, I'm sitting at home watching one of the episodes of Sopranos. And in this one scene, um, Livia, um, Tony Soprano's mother, is, is turning to Uncle Junior. And she's complaining about her cousin, Cakey, from Avellino. Well, Cakey, how many people do you know have nicknames Cakey? Um, and Avellino is where my biological father's family comes from. And I thought that was ironic. Um, and, and so I had all these little things that popped up like that, um, and still do, um, um, a lot of it happened within a short period of time, but then every few months, something else pops up and, uh, a new discovery. Uh, I like to tell people, uh, that for me, it, it was like winning a lottery that I never entered didn't know I entered. Um, it's more than just being um, a jigsaw puzzle, not realizing that there were pieces missing that now I'm whole. It was more than that. Um, it's It's been great. Uh, I have embraced um, my biological connection. Uh, I haven't disconnected from my family. Um, I've since learned my, my sister's husband knew um, because my mother had confided in him. So he was one that had known uh, um, that uh, I had a different father. Um, and it, it, and we found that out like months before he died. So it was uh, nice to have heard that from him uh, and having had that opportunity. Um, and... I don't know what else to say about it. That, that was my discovery. That's amazing. I, I love these stories. Uh, I love especially Joey Hot Dog's name and all, everything that goes with it. That's, <laughs> this is there, awesome. There's Patty Muscles. There's Joey Hot Dogs. There are so yeah. many characters. Uh, my, my aunt uh, had recorded a, um, uh, an album in the 50s, Paula Castle. Uh, it just it, It's just phenomenal. Uh, just so many things that that were just very interesting uh each item on their own interesting but then when you just sew it all together it's it's just this vibrant uh tapestry and if anyone wants to get in touch with you they're always welcome to um contact me at npstories at gmail.com and again if if they want to be a part of the Zoom calls, which you're you're helping to be an admin for, I believe they can find them on different NPE sites, including the NPE only after the discovery on Facebook and probably other sites. I know that you, in the interest of time, are facilitating a phone call soon, so I don't want to I want to respect your time. Is there anything else you wanted to share today? Sitting on the groups uh, and hearing everyone else's stories, um, I do see how men react differently than women. Uh, and I mentioned that earlier. 
um, I, I think it's it's more traumatic um, for women, or women are more likely to be open and turn to others to talk about, and men less likely. Um, I I also hear a, a lot of um, hurt and anger um, by many. Um, I, I I just want to. Uh, say a few things through my, my discovery and what I've seen that it's important that people remember you haven't changed. You are who you are. You've always been, you just have identified a, a new identity to yourself. And this is in addition, you, you're really not losing something. Um, you're gaining something. Um, some people will say that they've lost this whole identity. You, you have it. You still have it. That memory is part of you. The other thing is if you're thinking about um, doing testing and worried what you may find out, my mother always said, never ask a question you're not ready to hear the answer, regardless of what the answer may be. Um, And so keep in your mind that what you don't know could be anything um, and be ready for it. and, and you pre- prepare yourself with the expectation. Once you hear things, you, you'll tolerate it better than um, hearing something for the first time that you didn't anticipate. I guess that, that's my messages I would leave with people. Right. Thank you so much for sharing all of this today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Lily. Thanks again to Dennis for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.